This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Another episode. Well, actually, my friends, the final episode for this season. It's a climactic ending to the Sunday night Q&A. Why is this the last one, Bad? Well, here's the deal. Wouldn't you rather, instead of us asking you asking questions and we answering, then have the Steelers answer questions? And that's what we do on the post-game show and there's gonna be one of them there next week and i am so excited and i have two of my broadcast partners weekly broadcast partners every single week every single monday i hang out with one shannon white shannon what is going on my man just enjoying a nice long weekend well good i mean you have big plans for the holiday weekend no just uh this podcast and tomorrow night and and probably have us a little cookie out like we normally do. Well, nine months ago, I tried to get my wife pregnant again, um, but we're old <laughs> because I'm like, hey, nine months, we could celebrate Labor Day in style. And she said no. <laughs> so uh, with that being said, <laughs> KT Smith, what is going on? Coach, the man, Nothing. the legend. Nothing, man. Just uh, Labor Day weekend. It's a bittersweet weekend for me because it means I go back to, to real work on on Tuesday, I put a tie on. What a dreadful thought of putting it. I would, I would not mind like ninety percent of whatever, uh, like you know, sadness I feel about my summer ending would be, you know, kind of like uh, mediated if I didn't have to wear a tie on, mm-hmm. on to school. But, well, let me ask you this: what What is your official title? I know you're a coach, but are you a physical education teacher? Do you teach something else that we don't know I about? Teach, yeah, I teach history and government. See, so, check that out. There's more yeah. to the story. Yeah. And that's I'm a regular. Crazy. I'm a regular teacher. That's and that's awesome because that's something that we and there's so <laughs> many misconceptions about history and government right now. So, with that being said, it's a great thing that uh, we have someone like you teaching it. I think that's absolutely fantastic. I wanted to picture you just wearing a tracksuit like Jane Lynch and Glee every week. <laughs> So definitely the first time that I've ever been uh, compared like to Jane Lynch. <laughs> Hopefully the last. <laughs> now, let me ask you this, because there were football coaches in that show Glee. Do you ever break out into song? That's a good question. Occasionally, but not like in front of the team on purpose, you know, because we, we, we play music during practice. So every once in a while, you know, something will come on and we'll start, we'll start singing it. <laughs> That's yeah. great stuff. And once again, Kevin Smith, KT Smith. He is my partner every single Friday. You could hear his musings. And when I say musings, it's like a clinic. And I am not kidding. I'm not, I say this when he is not around. Because when I bring up something on this show, here we go, the Steelers pregame show, he's got all the answers. He is like Rowdy Roddy Piper. So uh, apologize, uh, apologies all to uh, Tony Defio with that being his catchphrase. But I've got to say, I love hearing what he's got to say. And you had a big win this weekend, my friend, right? 
Yeah, beat our beat our arch rivals, you know, the team across the bridge from us. So they'll come back losing 20 to seven, heading into the fourth quarter, came back and beat them 21 20. And that was pretty exciting. So off to a good start. See, I don't get the chance to beat my arch rival because that's my my sister-in-law. And uh she's got a bigger mustache than I do, but um oh. I, I don't get a chance to one on one wrestling at the Davis uh, Christmas party. I mean like... <laughs> I don't get invited to those parties anymore, but that's a whole different story. Uh, let's get into it. Guys, this is not our show. This is your show. And when I mean by your show, I mean that you guys just ask the questions. And we've got a nice 30-minute show to go ahead and do this. Once again, this is the last one. We're going to be bringing this back, hopefully in late February, as we celebrate a Steelers Super Bowl victory. But it's it's time to get going. So I'm just going to be the moderator here. These fellows are going to answer the questions, and I'm going to throw out to the man who has the least amount of hair here, Kevin Smith. You get the first question. Do you like Kenny Pickett's hair from Johnny Bravo? Johnny Bravo. That's a that's a low <laughs> shot, Johnny. I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> I don't think Johnny directed it at me specifically, but do, do I like his hair? If Kenny Pickett you know, turns out to be the guy who we think he he's going to be. He can have whatever hairstyle he wants and I will never complain or even comment on it. He is a Jersey shore guy like mm -hmm. myself. Mm -hmm. uh, he's, he's about an hour. He grew up about an hour North of me right along the coast in ocean County. I'm in ocean city. Uh, so he's got some good surfer hair, uh, but I don't, uh, you know, I, I could care less about his hair. And I would imagine Shannon that you don't have a whole lot of, uh, you're not putting a lot of stock in his hairdo either. No, I'm not. I don't have a whole lot of hair either. And, and I think his hair is just fine. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I love that big, beautiful brain he's got. Well, if you remember when Friends came out back in 1994, everybody, every, there's a lot of women out there and girls alike that had the Rachel. So will we see Yinzer sporting the Kenny, Shannon? It could happen. It could happen. I mean, he's a good looking kid. You know, good looking fiance, and and he's the you know the talk of the town. So it could happen, definitely. Speaking of fiances, congratulations to one Christopher Lynn Boswell, yes. who announced his engagement this weekend. Fantastic news for number nine. Just keep it between the uprights, my man. That's yeah. Uh, he outkicked his coverage, which you yeah, don't hear he that. You don't hear that about a kicker, more a punter. But but he did. He outkicked his coverage. Yes, and absolutely an absolutely beautiful young woman mm -hmm. um chris boswell I, I, i'm not i i'm comfortable in saying this chris boswell's a good looking man so i i think he doesn't have the kenny hair but no, no, he's no. he's got the close cut <laughs> but you would think a kicker would have that kind of hair though wouldn't you I like the uh, I like the Mark Mosley from back in the day, the mullet. You know, we need, to, we, need we need more we need more toe kickers with mullets back in. The that day. was the Brian Davis too. I did. Did you guys have mullets? Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> no, I, I went to a private Christian school, so I could oh, not have a mullet. No, they made you Jesus had up. long hair. It's okay, Shannon. <laughs> well, not the Baptist faith. <laughs> oh, okay, I, I better be careful. Um, Let's go ahead with Shannon on this question. This is Chad. Thoughts on the O-line maybe coming together with two more weeks of practice? In fact, I'm going to throw that out to both of you, Shannon, first. Well, there's always hope. I mean, you know, that's the – till this thing, you know, gets underway and we get that kickoff Sunday in Cincinnati, I, I think there's hope. I, I really believe that there's substantially more talent this year than there was last year. 
if you just look at James Daniels is better than anybody they had on the line last year, in my opinion. I think he struggled a little bit with the transition. You know, you know, everything's changed. He's in a new city, new teammates, new scheme, new coaching staff. So I, I think he's going to get it together. I think he played better last game. And so I, th- I expect him to continue to improve. He's a substantially better Trey Turner. Uh, if Dotson can be healthy, which he hasn't been, you know, I think the guards is much stronger. Uh, Mason Cole is definitely an upgrade over Kendrick Green from last year. And so, you know, I think that if we get the the tackle, you know, Okafor has been solid this preseason, but more has been concerning. But he, he showed us last year he's got a ton of fight, and I think he's going to do that this year. And I'm hoping that midway through the season they can get to average, and if they can get to average, that's a huge step up from last year. From a coaching perspective, Kevin, what are your thoughts on the offensive line coming together with two more weeks of practice? And well, at this point, one week of practice now. It, it certainly helps. They're they're struggling a little bit with some of the new techniques that that Pat Meyer has tried to introduce. We, we've talked a, a decent amount about that on the website. Some of the uh, pass protection scheme, which is asking guys to strike first and set after. Um, the biggest problem I see with that is guys lunging out and then getting caught with their hands extended and pass rushers being able to sort of slap the hands down and club away. Um, and in the run game, I mean, I, I think they'll fix that. That's, that's really something I think that uh, with reps will come. And the Steelers really confined the quarterbacks to the pocket a lot in the preseason. They didn't move the pocket a whole lot, which mm-hmm. I expect them to do, and that'll help the protection as well. So I, I've got a pretty – decent sense of confidence that they'll that they'll fix that stuff i'm a little worried about the run game uh, in the last two preseason games the tailbacks i'm not talking about receivers running jet sweeps or quarterbacks out mm-hmm. or scrambling or anything but just the tailbacks carried the ball 28 times for 54 yards that's an average of less than two yards a carry and that's yeah. that's bad uh and and you know there were some communication issues and there were some issues of guys just sort of getting overpowered at the point of attack and Again, like Shannon said, they're, they're a line that is just learning to play together. So, so you know, they're going to get better as the season goes, but they got to get better in the run game in a hurry because the Steelers can't be forced to throw the football, um, you know, 40 times a game. They can't, you know, be in a scenario by where teams are just giving them, you know, giving them boxes that they, that they you know, should be able to throw against and then suddenly they can't, you know, so – uh, I, I'm sorry, run against and tell me they can't. So they got to be able to take advantage of uh, the run game better than they did in the preseason. And uh, that's going to require some them to speed up the learning curve. Shannon, on a scale of one to 10, how healthy do you think and ready for the season do you think is Najee Harris? Watching him, uh, you know, I know he wanted to get back in there and everything. But to me, uh, he, he looked... I'm going to say about a seven. Uh, I didn't think that he looked, uh, you know, last year he had to break so many tackles in the backfield and he drove through a lot of tackles. And that's, that puts a lot of pressure on the feet, especially if you have a Liz Frank strain. So I thought he was a little bit ginger and that he didn't drive through some of them tackles that like he did last year. Of course it is a preseason game. So no reason to risk further injuring that foot. Um, you know, I was pretty concerned until he, you know, tried to hurdle that one guy on his last play. So, 
Uh, I obviously don't think he's hurt very badly, but I would say he's probably a seven and, or an eight right now. And hopefully by the time we have a kickoff next Sunday, he'll be closer to a 10. I'm fine with a seven or eight right now, based on what we think he's gone through. Kevin, we're, I kind of think Shannon's a little high on that. Um, what do you think? Well, uh, I think that, I think that it's hard to know. I mean, he, he got a very minimal workload in the, in the preseason. I think the Steelers uh, obviously did that by design, but that really sort of, sort of speaks to a bigger question for me, which is the, his workload uh, in the regular season. I mean, last year he got 381 touches, way too many uh, for our, our first year back. And, and that's a number that's going to be unsustainable as he goes through his career. So I think one of the things that we were a little surprised at as a, as a, a BTSC staff and probably Steelers fans in general was that they kept, both Jalen Warren and Benny Snell, and they didn't keep Anthony McFarlane. And and I've been kind of like scratching my head a little bit as to why that may have been. And one of the big reasons could be that, you know, uh, those two guys, Snell and, and Warren, uh, can be uh, every down backs if they have to be uh, and can do a lot of the same things that, that Harris does. So if Harris gets injured or if they have they feel like they want to manage his workload a little bit better and and you know keep him off the field a little bit more earlier in the season they've got two backs who can do a lot of the things that that Harris does whereas McFarland is a very very different style maybe they felt like they could replace what McFarland does with some of the other guys on the roster some of the slot receivers that they that they have so um I think that the Steelers have a plan for how to handle Harris uh and I hope that that plan uh is designed to sort of protect him a little bit more because I worry that with the foot uh, and then trying to give him the same workload as he did last year that he won't make it through the whole season. All right, so let's go on to Wes. My question is, are we going to win by three or four TDs? And I guess that's the Steelers and the Bengals coming up next week. We are going to know that we're going to be just finishing up maybe the post-game show, or it'll be all over but the crying. Uh, what's your thoughts on that, Shannon? Well, I love optimism, and I love Wes's optimistic outlook here. Um, but last year, the Steelers came closer to losing by three touchdowns both times when they played the Bengals. And I think there's there's definitely improvement. Uh, the Steelers have substantially more skill position talent uh, than they had last year, and they have the quarterback mobility, which hopefully they can punish teams for selling out on some of these blitzes and overloads with that mobility and, and stand drive. So uh, hopefully they'll be able to keep the game closer than either contest last year. I, but I'm not predicting a, a three or four touchdown win for the Steelers quite yet. All right. So Kevin, we just lost Kevin and I'm sure he'll be back in. Um, yeah. You know what? I just don't uh, at this point, I'm look. I'm thinking that a ten point win is huge in this series. I really like what the Steelers' defense uh, can be going into this against a team like the Cincinnati Bengals. But let me ask you this question, Shannon, because I think this is top to bottom a pretty good team. And in the draft, they went out and got the guys that they needed. The one place that they were lacking is a place that they just upgraded in. And they upgraded with O.J. Howard. 
What are your thoughts about OJ Howard coming in to the Cincinnati Bengals with a guy like Joe Burrow and with guys like Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd and T Higgins there? I mean, I think when you add a guy like that, you don't have to be a superstar to have your game elevated. What's your thought on OJ? You know, I'm shocked, honestly, that he wasn't successful in Tampa Bay, um, especially when Brady come in uh, or even before when, when it was Winston and they were throwing the ball all over the field. Because when he was in Alabama, I thought he was just really going to be a success story in the NFL. I thought he – he had it all. Uh, you know, everybody talks about Pitts for Atlanta, but Pitts to me is like a, a big wide receiver. He's a little bit more like a um, uh, the Raiders uh, tight end. I cannot think of his name now. Waller. Uh, that's who he reminds me of. Whereas O.J. Howard is kind of a, a, a classic throwback tight end and that, you know, he can block. Uh, so I thought he was going to be like really successful. So then when he ended up in, um, he got released who released him before he signed with the Bengals. Well, real quick, apparently I made a mistake and I thought he signed with the Bengals. I thought that was all the news. And apparently he has signed with the Houston Texans, according to Dave Schofield. So, so the I, Bengals released him then. I thought they saw, I, I have some, some confusion here, but I just got a private message from Dave. Yeah. Um, I thought he had signed. He Dave is saying he visited, but he did not sign. Okay. So so I'm not going to worry about him because uh, that that'll mean I'm I'm too much like Keith Butler, and I'll be worrying about Tyler Eifert, and he don't even play for him anymore. So I was getting ready to do a uh, Keith Butler there. <laughs> All right, Dave, thank you for that. I, got, I was almost certain that he signed with him. I, I put that in my week that was as well. So um, they ended up getting a different tight end on waivers, according to Dave. So I am a just like uh, Bobby Heenan, I am a fountain of misinformation. So I do apologize for that. Gosh, I, I can't believe that. But hey, that's why we listen to each other's shows and we all make mistakes. So I appreciate that. Man, I'm shocked. So that is good news because I thought he was going to make this team very good. And uh, good. I'm glad he's not going to make this very good. And even Wikipedia says he's a tight end, an American football tight end for the Houston Texans. So let's go back to Wes's question, Kevin. His question is, are the Steelers going to win by three or four TDs? We both say no. I really admire Wes's optimism. I mean, I think he's, uh, you know, he might be overshooting the mark a little bit. But, hey, look, I mean, the Steelers had a, had a really tough task last year, opening day. They went to Buffalo, and they were an underdog. And the Bills were certainly, you know, uh, considered an AFC powerhouse. And, um, you know, the Steelers had all summer to put together a defensive game plan. They did a wonderful job. They, they, they ran exclusively nickel and dime packages in that game. It confounded – Josh Allen, the Bills stubbornly threw the ball 50 times and the Steelers came away with a win. So I would expect the Steelers to have something ready for Joe Burrow. I mean, I'm going to uh, write an article this week that's going to be a preview for for that game. And one of the things I'm going to talk about is how the Steelers need to stop the run, because as much as people think about Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and that passing game, 
it was the running game that really doomed the Steelers last year in their two games against Cincinnati. The Bengals really ran the ball all over the Steelers. So it's, so there's going to be a lot of pressure on that front, uh, those, those front guys. But, you know, with Brian Flores in the mix and some of what he does uh, and with some of the new acquisitions on defense, I mean, uh, and obviously the time to prepare, I think the Steelers will have a real good defensive game plan for them. So I'm not saying three or four touchdowns, but, you know, I'm also not saying that it's a slam dunk they're going to lose. All right. So Wes also says teachers are underpaid and underappreciated. So thank you, KT. Thank you also goes out to Dave Schofield. Thank you goes out to Jeff Hartman as well. You know, I, I agree with that 100 percent. I uh, you can double teacher salaries and I don't think it's enough for what they do and how they're shaping the uh, the future of this country. And, uh, you know, if I. I don't want to get too far into it, but I think that uh, teachers right now have a tough time because they don't, uh, they're, ha- they're handcuffed on what they can do. So uh, good on all of you. And that's something that I always consider doing, but I would think I would be teaching the wrong thing. So maybe it's good that I am, uh, I'm in sales instead. Uh, so here, here's a question. Thomas Eads the fourth. So. Do you think Pickens wins Rookie of the Year? What do you think, Shannon? I just think there's too much uncertainty uh, with, you know, who's going to be quarterback. I think they're going to be successful eventually, but I think it might be a slow start. And then with that offensive line, which is going to hinder the whole offense until they can find their footing, that will that will hurt Pickens. His opportunities – his targets and his chances. So, you know what? I just think generally you take a favorite for rookie of the year, just like a best new artist, you take that favorite and you could almost think that there's too much hype on that favorite. And then somebody else sneaks in and gets it every single time. It's been, it's been like that for a long time in sports. I hope that Pickens is not the Vegas favorite to win it. I I'd rather him be in a situation where he uh, would be coming out of nowhere and saying, Hey, look, here I am, but no, he's announced himself with authority. Let's just hope that he can keep that going. This next question is for Kevin. So KT Smith, a history question. What president played college football at Michigan and was named team MVP before you answer that. I'm going to give you a second, Shannon, do you know the answer, but don't give it to us? Because I do. No, I do not. Okay. Kevin? That would be Gerald Ford. And, uh, the, you know, Gerald Ford may have taken a lot of blows because uh, as president of the United States, he had a penchant for falling down. Uh, <laughs> and, and Chevy Chase launched a uh, Saturday Night Live career off of, uh, off of those mistakes. But, yeah, Ford was a very, very good player. He was uh, at Michigan and – Richard Nixon, believe it or not, was also a, a college football lineman dur- during the Great Depression at Whittier College in California. And one of the reasons Nixon made Ford his vice president when when Nixon's VP Spiro Agnew had to resign uh, was because they shared a love of football and they and they they talked an awful lot and they've kind of bonded over that. So that's an interesting little uh, little football. A lot of our ex presidents were, were football players. Ronnie, Ron yeah. Reagan was. Yeah. So that's great. Hey, so Kevin, I am going to ask you to uh, to sign off and come back in. We're getting a little bit of uh, uh, crackle from your mic. So if you could go ahead and do that and uh, we'll see you back here in a moment. Do. So the uh, 
the uh, next question. Uh, well, this is just a comment. Uh, Ivor Mechton says, Dave, I'm glad you wore pants around the students. Yes, that's, uh, I mean, I know if Dave wears, wears pants every time he does a podcast, but, uh, and that's okay. That's just a bad <laughs> picture. And then, um, <laughs> David, you can tell it's, it's Labor Day weekend because keep it between the uprights. Is that a euphemism when I was talking about, uh, the engagement? It, it really wasn't, but now it is. Uh, here we go. Chad with a question. I, I like this question, Shannon, and, uh, I hope Kevin gets back for this one. Who do you think will replace DeMonte KZ's role? in the first four weeks of the season? Uh, I think it would come down to Millette uh, or to Norwood. Uh, neither one of them is as explosive uh, or as talented as Kazee because Kazee can float in there to the slot and, and he plays a great center field. I even thought that Riley might be active, uh, you know, while Kazee was out because Riley looked – he looked really uh, – good in center field in that last preseason game, you know, in that little bit of action he saw, because he's on the practice watch. So he might not get, you know, be able to be activated and dressed, but uh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to probably go with Norwood because Norwood had a really strong uh, preseason and he's, he's very, very intelligent. He's kind of, he's all like Cam Sutton that way. And I think he could do a good impersonation of Kazee. Norwood to me is like members mark. It's like uh <laughs> yeah. Sam's Club. Uh I guess that's Sam's Clubs. I mean, yeah. he's like um I forget what Costco's is. I mean, but and you know, the Walmart has their own brand and then Target mm -hmm. has their brand. They're awesome. Yeah. You know, yeah. they it's good stuff. <laughs> but we keep on we keep on going for the other products because they're brand name and I really think Norwood has the opportunity to be a lasting um, presence mm -hmm. at least mm -hmm. as a backup. And I think he can spot start where, where you don't have a problem when he comes in and you don't really get scared about it. Mm -hmm. You know, the Steelers had a guy like that Tyrone Carter. And I remember mm -hmm. when Carter was, a, Oh my gosh, he would hit you. And I remember when uh, Ryan Clark couldn't play in Denver and Tyrone came in and had one or two interceptions. I mean, he was just, he was that good stepping up and stepping in. And these guys, oh, Ryan Clark's not there. We could challenge these guys. Well, no, you couldn't. Mm -hmm. So let's hope, let's hope that a guy like Norwood is that guy. I'm very comfortable with Arthur Millette as well. Mm -hmm. Now, Claude Bishop asked this question. Is this Tomlin's <laughs> first losing season? It's it's going to depend on those first you know six games I believe because uh, I do believe they can uh, you know get on a little bit of a roll the schedule is going to ease up some they'll they'll finally you know start developing some chemistry and uh, with more experience playing together but if they get too far in the hole those first six games that can hurt them you know trying to to you know get nine or ten wins I think they have the talent to do it. But, but, you know, again, we're just going to have to see how the – nobody knows. I mean, this is – everything's new, and with so many new players and faces, we just don't know. We we definitely don't. I mean, there's – that assessment's been coming up for a long time that, oh, yeah, it's going to be – I mean, 
he's going to, it's going to happen now. Doc Hodges is your quarterback. Oh, it's going to happen. And it still did not. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I saw a commenter the other day said, well, you know, he'll go nine and eight and you'll, you'll what, how great he is. And yeah, I will. I definitely will. And I will have no problem doing that. Um, so with that, um, Paul Kern says this, this, this is really interesting. So I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and bring this up. It's not a question. Leave it, leave it at this. The Bengals need some offensive linemen. So they go out and sign Collins, Kappa and Karras, as well as draft Volson. We need O linemen. So we go out and sign Daniels and Cole, a combined zero pro bowls between them. I get it, but I, uh, I still don't have a problem with those guys yet because we've seen this movie before when, when some of them, when some of these didn't look like sexy signings and they ended up being very valuable on that offensive line. Shannon. I agree. I mean, there was a couple of guys that we all kind of wanted the stores to take a look at at the beginning stages of free agency and they signed some massive contracts. And a lot of these guys were, you know, in their thirties and the Steelers realized if they're realistic, this is not most likely a Super Bowl team where they're trying to grow in the right direction. And if you look at the age, I think the Steelers are the third youngest team uh, in the NFL. Uh, and, you know, based on who their starters are projected to be and, you know, almost everybody's 28 or younger. And, you know, so Cam Hayward's the gray beard and I think Cam's 33. So I think the Steelers are trying to uh, approach um, this season uh, with the next two years in mind as well. Whereas they want to have a chance to be competitive and compete for a Super Bowl while Cam's still, you know, at that level, while TJ Watt's still in his prime. So they're thinking – acquiring as much young talent as possible that could grow together. And I think that, again, James Daniels is a very good player. He didn't look like it the first two games. But if you really looked at him the last game, you know, that looks more like what he had showed in Chicago, which would be a huge step up for the Steelers this year. And also cold. And and both guys have versatility. So if they do get a good – you know, next year in the draft, there's somebody sitting there. Both of them guys can move if necessary. So I think this is more long-term planning, two to three years down the road, than just this season immediately. All right, so we have this next question, Shannon. Benny Olson asks, what's the name of the Steelers cast? This is the Steelers Sunday night Q&A. Benny, this will not be on until hopefully late February again, because this is an off-season show. And what you're going to have in this position coming up next week, it's going to be the Steelers post-game show, which is a whole lot more fun to watch because we're talking about a Steelers football game, a real Steelers football game. We've had them in the preseason as well after each and every game, and we will continue to do that. It's going to be a little bit different this year. You're going to have the same crew for some of the shows. It's going to be Dave Schofield, Jeff Hartman, and myself after the games. But when there's a night game, we're going to go to the West Coast crew. And look, this is not a B team. It's Gregory Benevit and Kyle Kreis from Hollywood. They're going to do a post-game show that's going to feel like late night with David Letterman. 
So that's that's what I'm excited for. So definitely check that out as well when the Steelers are doing a late night game because you know it's uh it just makes it with us doing what we have to do for this site when those games end around midnight. Wow, we it's tough for us to do all of that. So uh, just thought I'd let you know that. So we're coming down to it. Um, it it's it's looking like. That's the end of the questions. I don't think there's any more. I want to bring up Steeler Nation 412. He said something nice earlier, but it's a broken record every year with is Tomlin on the hot seat? My answer is absolutely not. He keeps his team alive in contention and when the stakes are the lowest or the highest. So I, I like that uh, that Steeler Nation 412 said that. So guys, next week at this time, ladies, next week at this time, guess what we're going to be doing? Just like I talked about. Steelers, Bengals, from Cincinnati, we are going to be talking about it, and it's going to be feeling really good. I like the fact that they're underdogs going in, mm-hmm. and that was uh, Steelers four one two. That was his original message about being underdogs. Before we get on out of here, I want to remind you a couple things. The first thing we want to talk about is the fact that the Pittsburgh Steelers, yeah. They are getting ready to start their season just like 31 other NFL teams. But if you're looking for the NFL team with the best coverage, it's going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers. And it's going to be on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Not just your nonstop shop, but your one-stop shop. And I'm going to say it right here. We've got a brand new show. And if you didn't get a chance to check it out this morning, it was one David Warren Schofield. DWS and he had his he doesn't go by that but I just wanted to throw out his middle name because I thought it would be fun and it was this show was called Last Second Thoughts and we're going to be doing this every week to give you something to think about it's only a 10 minute show and we're going to be doing it every single week and definitely check it out because that's going to be a really good show to give you something just to uh, a nice 5 to 10 minute show right before you get ready to enjoy the Steelers and hopefully you enjoy them immensely. Look, another great show that is coming out tomorrow. Yeah, it could be a holiday. It does not matter. You are going to have the Monday edition of Let's Ride with Jeff Hartman. You're going to have My Bad Language as well at noon. And Shannon, Tony, and I will get together in the afternoon at 5 o'clock once again. And I, I just messed up. I just messed it up. It's called Last Minute Thoughts. Excuse me. It was last second thoughts for the longest time, and then we changed it to last minute thoughts. So that's going to take me a while. Boy, thank goodness for Dave helping me out here. And speaking of Dave, let's talk about Dave. Okay. You know him as our editor here at BTSC. And I uh, had a chance to talk about him this week on my show with Kevin. And we gave him the dude of the week for a certain thing. And I'm really proud to have it right here. <laughs> this is Dave Schofield's book. It arrived via Amazon just this afternoon. It is called Ghost Warriors. I had to look at it because like, I didn't want to screw up the title like I'm screwing up everything else tonight. <laughs> but check this out. I got it for a song on Amazon. Not a real song. I had to pay for it. But look, check this out. Support our friend Dave. It's not about this. It's not about how many books he sells. It's the fact that the man's been working on this for 10 years plus. 
and not only 10 years plus, but he put his heart and soul in it. It's not about the Steelers. It's not about football. It shows the versatility of an author. And I tell you what, this would be a dream come true to see my name on one of these. But I don't think I'm ever going to do it because I haven't put pen to paper. And it's something that that I'm not, uh, that, that I don't think something that I'm going to do. And I'm perfectly fine with that. But I'm going to celebrate the fact that one of my best friends in this world wrote this book. And I can't wait to go ahead and read this. So definitely, if you get a chance, type in Dave Schofield, type, uh, type in Ghost Warriors, and check it out. And uh, really, make sure you let this guy know what a great job he did. So, Shannon, go ahead. It's on Amazon. I expect to see you clicking right away. In fact, go order it right now, Shannon. <laughs> we'll have to check that out. <laughs> All right. And, and don't ask Dave for a free copy. That's not what this is about. Now I'm you're making me now you're making me feel bad. <laughs> I'm not talking to you, I'm just talking to everybody. So Dusk Thunder 9, they're buying it. And uh so you know, I, I tell you what, I'm I'm so excited for Dave. And I know I'm going a little bit long on that, but you know, to see somebody have something like this happen outside of what we do here at BTSC, man, it makes me feel good. And whoa, whoa, check this out. Kathy Forrid, she stayed up all night and she has already read this book. And this just came out on Thursday. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she wants to know when book two is coming out. So how about that? I I absolutely love it. Maybe, maybe, that's, uh, maybe that's what we got to do. Too bad the season's starting or we could have like a book, a book uh, club together on this. So I, I think, I tell you what, if I can get 40 of you to let me know that you read it, we'll have a book club. Maybe we'll have a book club show in the off season. So, and a so special that, appearance from the author. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, we're making him sign these things and I, I don't want best wishes, Dave. I want, <laughs> I want a long, I want this long, you know, I want him to write more pages than the book on his, uh, on his autograph to me. So um, yeah, Kathy got it delivered yesterday and she read it already. Sherry Richards says that her copies on the way you could get this Kindle version too. So th that's awesome. If you want to get it on Kindle, you can get it on Kindle. Um, look, now, I know what really happened. You told Dave, if you, he said, if you bring the, the book up on this podcast, that you're gonna, he's gonna write you in the next novel. Oh, well, first of all, he should have a character because I'm a good character <laughs> and I, I get that and I understand that. But Dave is so modest, I had to get seriously, I'm not joking, I had to get his permission because he's like, Look, I don't want this to take over what we do at BTSC. I'm like, Dave, it's not going to, but you deserve your moment in the sun and you're getting it from me. And uh, I'm probably, he'll probably tell me that I've got to stop now but I'm not going to, because guess what? I know the podcast producer. I've seen him naked in the mirror. So yeah, I just want to let you know in case you think that's really weird. I I'm the podcast producer, so <laughs> I'll make sure the podcast producer yells at me. I've done that a lot too. So with that being said, let's get on out of here. Um, people are asking, how do they get their copy signed? I'm, I'm sure we can figure that out. Um, that's, 
I'm, I'm sure we can figure out, man, I'm throwing stuff on Dave now. He's like, what are you doing to me? Um, <laughs> anyways, yeah, congratulations once again to our friend. Um, Timothy James O'Connell, a a question. Do you guys think we're going to contend this year? And what's your prediction against the Bengals? Our prediction is going to come up this week on our various shows. But I will tell you this. I think the Steelers are going to contend this year. I think that they have wild card in their future and uh, doing some damage in the playoffs. I really think that they have the potential for that. I've seen this movie before. After a great retires, 1984 is one of my favorite seasons of watching the Steelers. They made it to the AFC championship game. So, you know, there are things that could happen. I'm not going to give you my prediction yet this week. I'm going to wait to see how it, how it, uh, how the week goes. And you're going to hear it on Thursday night on the preview show. So make sure you check that out. Shannon, if you want to give a prediction, you feel free to do so. Now I'm going to wait as well. All right. All right. So we are out of here for Shannon White. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. Let's go ahead and let's go ahead and do it, Shannon. We're going to, Tony's not here, but we're going to go ahead and uh, give you his role. Just when you think you got all the answers. We keep changing the questions. You can hit the woo. Woo! Love it. We will see you all. My gosh, next week at this time, you know what's happening. You know what's happening. The Steelers are going to be taking on the Cincinnati Bengals, and we're going to be talking about it. Check it out. <laughs>